on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Swinging liner to the gap in left center and it is going to be caught by Jackie Bradley Jr. and this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. It's a nice win for the Brewers. It's a little dicey there at the end when the Padres get uh, three runs there in the ninth. But when all is said and done, the Brewers get a 5-3 win to take the first game in the series. They also have secured a series win against the Padres for the season series after they swept the series in San Diego, taking three. They take uh, this one today, so... At the very best, from a Padres perspective, they can't do better than winning three of seven. The Brewers put up good numbers against this Padres team. San Diego, arguably the uh, hottest team in baseball coming into this. Them in Tampa Bay, and uh, here they are. They uh, lose the game one of the series. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from American Family Field. A special edition of the program on 94.5 ESPN. We'll be here. Hopefully, we're here a lot, because the longer we're here, that means the longer the Bucks are still playing, as they were able to get a win against Miami tonight to take a 2-0 series lead. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, alongside and Augie this is uh you look at this game and it's tough to look past Brandon Woodruff who goes seven scoreless three hits eight strikeouts no walks he is now three and two with a 1.41 ERA at this moment Augie Brandon Woodruff among minimum qualifiers is the number one ERA pitcher in the league his uh his 1.41 ERA not the league in all major league baseball he's got the best ERA right now in baseball it's pretty spectacular it is. You know, you look at the, the way he's been throwing the baseball, you know, the last nine starts, all quality. Uh, he's been throwing the ERA over those last nine starts that are all quality is 1.05. So he's just throwing the ball very well. You, you know, I, I consider him a warrior when he goes to the mound because he really commands the strike zone and he knows how to pitch with his fastball and he'll locate it, he'll sink it, he'll locate it and get ahead of hitters. Tonight you look at what he did, he had 17 out of 24 first pitch strikes to hitters. Those are things you have to do and then be able to command those off-speed pitches, those secondary pitches to make you successful. And uh, I tell you, he's just throwing the ball as well as anybody in baseball and it's proven because he is the ERA leader in the major leagues. All right, so since we're on 94.5 ESPN, things are a little bit different. If you want to call into the program, we have a different number tonight. The phone number is 800-990-3776. That's 800-990-ESPN. So that's how you call in. If you want to text in, we're still going to use the WTMJ text line, 855-616-1620. But that's only for texting, and uh, we'll mess with uh, uh, with uh, Justin and Greg doing the Bucks talk over there as all of a sudden they may see some Brewers text messages coming in. Uh, uh, on their line. Of course, you can always uh, tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Brewers, uh, they get the win. They knock off the Padres today by a 5 3 score. We'll take a break and have more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. win Brewers come away with the victory over San Diego game one of a four game series we are live at American Family Field my name is Matt Pauley former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine uh, joining us on the program as well and 
Augie, you look at Brandon Woodruff and what he was able to do tonight. It's, he's already putting himself in rarefied air when it comes to what he's doing in Brewers history. In the history of this organization, when you look at the most starts of seven or more scoreless innings, three or less hits, and eight or more strikeouts, Brandon Woodruff now has four starts that come under that category. That is number one in franchise history. Uh, Teddy Higuera, Jimmy Nelson, and Freddie Peralta each have three. But I mean that it, that that says a lot. And it's interesting that Peralta's on that list as well at three, one behind him. But it just shows you the kind of dominating performances that Woodruff has had in his time as a Brewer. Yeah, he sure has. <clears throat> when you talk about Woody uh, going out on the mound, it's and it's all about getting heady hitters, and he does that such a great job like we talked about earlier 17 out of the 24 uh, batters he faced he had first pitch strikes another thing that was pretty interesting about Woody tonight also was he had seven ground ball outs but you know the things that he does out there he's very commanding with his fastball he locates it down in the strike zone he can sink it and then he uses that good curveball which he had tonight and a slider I remember I think it was in the seventh inning Will Myers was at the plate he threw him two fastballs for a strike and then got it threw him a slider kind of up in his zone and Will Myers just gave him a double take and then took the next pitch on the outside corner for a 98 mile an hour fastball for a strike three he just has that way of executing his pitches to the spots where he needs to execute them and tonight I thought he had all his pitches working all the pitches that he needed to get he had a really good slider tonight he had a good breaking ball to get over sometimes behind in the count but that fastball when he wants to he locates that so well and that really sets up his extra pitches and he does a great job at it. We'll hear from manager Craig Council coming up later on in this program but he has already spoken I heard him mention the fact that Woodruff can just get into a zone when he's pitching and is able to knock everything else that's going on away and just be completely locked in with what's going on. And I think when people maybe hear that, they say, well, yeah, that's what pitchers should be able to do. But I don't think it is that easy, especially for a guy, even with the the runs that the Brewers scored today for him, Woodruff still has the lowest run support uh, among starting pitchers. And He's, he goes out and he just does his job. Augie, how tough is that to be able to consistently just get into that zone? It is. It's you know you get into it and it's a feeling like you can throw the ball anywhere at any time. It's getting into that what we all call that comfort zone when he goes to the mound. But Woody's a, a very interesting because you remember back a couple of years ago, it was his first problem that he was starting was starting ball games, being able to go in, in the ball games and command the pitches that he needed. Then it was getting later in the games in the fourth or fifth inning, he'd always run into trouble and he'd end up giving up crooked numbers and he had to struggle and learn through that. I think. What he has done by taking those challenges and making them better and finding out what you need to do to be a good pitcher in the Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball is to get through those times when you struggle, I think has made him a better pitch. And I think when Craig talks about him getting in that zone, that zone is when he gets so much focus that he has so much confidence in what he has that if he executes those pitches, he's going to be successful. And I'll tell you, his last nine starts, and you can take all 10 starts he's had this year, he's really done an outstanding job of, number one, executing executing the pitches, getting at the hitters, and when he gets in trouble, taking that back back off the mound a little bit, slowing it down, but then coming in and really pitching, pitching efficiently and commanding the strike zone. 
Yeah, his, his pitch count, he did not get to 100 pitches today in the seven innings. He came up just one pitch short of that. No, he did get to 100. I thought he was at 99. He finishes with exactly 100 pitches today. But 100 pitches through seven innings, uh, you will certainly take that, and then they were able to hand things off to the bullpen. That's when things did get a little bit dicey. Uh, we will discuss that. We'll also talk about what the Brewers did do from an offensive standpoint. Keston Hira back in the lineup today. He's back from AAA. He came up with a hit. We'll discuss that all coming up as well. Brewers get the win 5-3 over the Padres in the first game of a four-game set. We'll take a break and have more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with 98. All right, thanks. A 5-3 win for the Brewers as they knock off the Padres today at American Family Field. Welcome back into the program if you do want to join us, uh, you can do so. Uh, you can give us a call at 1-800-990-3776. That's 800-990-ESPN. Or you can text us on our normal WTMJ text line when we're uh, normal over there, 855-616-1620. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. With us as well, Doug texting in asking, uh, why no Christian Yelich today? Makes no sense. I think he can play two games in a row. Uh, the Brewers are being really careful with Yelich, and the idea is not for him to play a bunch of games now. The idea is that he's going to be able to play a bunch of games in July, August, and September. This is a guy who just basically missed five, six weeks, essentially, and played just one game during that period. They are going to be very, very conservative and very, very cautious with him, and that's going to happen probably for at least two more weeks, if not longer than that, and I think he's going to continue to get off days throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Augie, this is, uh, as his back has become an issue, if you're the Brewers at this point, you need to be conservative with him and just kind of watch and see how the back responds, because the last thing you want to do is push it again and then all of a sudden he tweaks it and he's out for another month month plus yeah he played a couple games in, in Cincinnati and looked like he was swinging the bat very well he had the, his first hit yesterday in a big home run he, first home run of the season yesterday swinging the bat well and then you, you know you come up and you're going to look for off days and they're going to be cautious with them I think that's a smart thing to do when you have a 162 game schedule but you know anytime you come up you got a good left hand pitcher as far as Snell goes he's tough on lefties so that'd be a, you're looking for days to give uh, Christian a day off that's a perfect day to do it and get the opportunity for uh, uh, Tyrone Taylor to play play the outfield. So I think they're going to be cautious with him. I think it's a smart thing to do. Um, this team is starting to swing the bat. Everybody in the lineup is starting to swing the bat a lot better, having good at-bats. And just to bring him along slowly is going to mean a lot to this offense. Facing off against a left-hander, I thought today is a great example. I, I, used, the, I used the term lineup depth multiple times in our show yesterday, Augie. And what... I felt like the trade to go get Willie Adamas, it wasn't just improving your your shortstop position, improving that spot in the lineup, but it was improving your overall depth with the team because it moves Luis Arias to uh, a utility role where he can play second, short, and third, and he's probably going to get a lot of opportunities to be the Brewers' third baseman when he, when they face off against lefties. At this point, I would say more often than not, if there's a left-hander on a mound, it's going to be Arias starting at third base, and Shaw's probably going to get 
those days off. It might turn into almost just a, a straight platoon between those two guys. Arias has a, a hit today, but I think that's a that's part of the result of the Adamas trade because the the Adamas trade moves Arias into a different role on the team, and now all of a sudden when you're facing off against left-handers, you're able to give Shaw the day off and put Arias over there at third. Yeah, and depth is so important. I think you hit it right on the nail right on the head. And you know, you look what Rias Urias can do. He can play any one of the three positions in the uh, in the infield, and that is such a credit to him. But you know, that's the way Craig Council likes to have a team—a team that's very versatile. And when you got a guy like like Luis Urias who can uh, Urias who can play those positions, that really helps your ball club. But you can already see the uh, what Adamus is starting to do for this ball club—that leadership in the in the in the infield. I, I like to when they they exchange of pitchers. He's right in the middle he's listening kind of seeing what's going on he's talking to the other guys uh that's a sign of leadership and uh, to get that veteran leadership in the infield uh is sometimes really really good for you and uh Lu- luis just needs a little bit more time to learn learn the major league level baseball but to get a someone like willie adamas who's come in and done an outstanding job it builds your team makes it more flexible just like you said matt we speculated yesterday that there was a very good chance that Keston Hero was going to be called up from AAA Nashville just based off the way he was swinging it there. And it happened. He was in the starting line today at first base, goes uh, one for three, scores a run, has a walk, does strike out twice. Augie, on his one hit, uh, he hit it really hard. In fact, he hit it so hard, it almost took a double away and turned it into a single because of how fast it got out there to the, to the outfielders. Uh, that... It's small things when you're talking about a guy who's hitting a buck fifty at the major league level. Uh, you do need to look at the small things that are going. But I thought the fact that he did have that hit, hit the ball hard, was able to draw a walk in there. There were small things that happened today that maybe, maybe are indication that he is back on the right track. Yeah, the the ball he hit, I tell you, was that was really a good at bat, and he put a really good swing on it. I thought the walk was really a good walk. He showed patience at the plate, it's, uh, and was able to watch a few pitches. and 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 those are things that you need to do. It's sometimes it's not only the hits that you get, it's that approach that you have when you 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 work a walk. That's a really good at bat. But I thought tonight he swung the bat pretty good. He did strike out a couple of times on some pitches away from him, uh, away from him, and those are some of the things that he's had problems with that he's starting to understand but uh he's uh he's his at bats tonight were very good and a, a good sign for this ball club if he can come back and start swinging the bat and i'll tell you what when he hits the ball and he hits the opposite way i think that's a lot of a strike i think he's a gap to gap hitter who if you make a mistake he can drive the ball at the ballpark and that's exactly what he did tonight the only negative of this game is how close it got in the ninth inning when the Padres put up three runs and forced the Brewers to use Josh Hader on a day that they probably would have rather not have used him. Is this a result of the trade that was made and some of the bullpen depth not being quite as strong as it was before? We'll discuss that next. Brewers do get the win over the Padres 5-3. Live at American Family Field, we're back with more Brewers Extra Innings in just a moment on 94.5 ESPN. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. And Wong, the ground ball into right field. It's a base hit. Hero will score. Adamas around third. Here comes the throw. It's cut off. It's a two-run single for Colton Wong. 
5-3, Brewers get the win against the Padres, opening up a four-game series against San Diego. We are live at American Family Field. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine joining the program as well. And Augie, if there's one issue in this game today, it was the ninth inning where it got a little bit dicey there. Angel Perdomo starts the inning off, uh, ends up giving up a home run. The Padres are able to get three runs to score. Josh Hader had to come in out of the bullpen. He picks up his 11th save. I feel like the team right now might be in a bit of a transitional period when it comes to the bullpen because they just uh, let go of J.P. Fireisen. He was part of the trade to go get Willie Adamas. Another guy in the bullpen who had been mostly pitching well recently, Andrew Rasmussen, he goes in that trade as well. So we keep using the word depth. The bullpen depth took a hit when the lineup depth got better, and that's what happens with a trade. I would suspect that as the season goes along, the Brewers are probably going to add some more relief pieces, uh, whether it's via trade. At some point later in the season, Justin Topa is going to be available again. But at the moment, when you've just, just freshly lost those guys, you don't exactly have the depth down there that you've had through most of the season, and you run into a little bit of trouble. And we'll just see kind of how they navigate this period of time here where maybe the bullpen is not as strong as it has been most of the season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as they go about in the next couple of weeks and just seeing what they have down there. And, you know, one thing Craig does is he uses everybody in that bullpen. He tries to set everybody up to come in the game to, to get the certain hitters out. And that's your job is to come in and execute and, and get outs. That's your, your name. You're an out getter. But I, I think you're going to see some changes that, that do happen. I think one thing you looked at tonight, they had the five nothing league. Boxberger has been throwing the ball so well, had a little bit of rough outing the other day, came right back back and, and threw the ball very well again today and Perdomo's been throwing the ball well so it's these are challenges that you that that it Brewers seem to have with these young pitchers to see exactly where they are and as you go in the game you're throwing the ball well you're going to get the ball more there's no question but I think there's a couple guys that 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 might be coming up that, that might have I think Eric Yardley is is guy who's on rehab had a great year for him and can pitch in a lot of different situations they'll start using Suter a little bit different so I think there's going to be some adjustments adjustments to the bullpen. Is the bullpen as strong as it was when they had JP and Drew? No, because those guys were two strong arms that really threw the ball well for them, but they're going to actively go out, maybe get a pitcher or two, but I think you're going to see Eric Yardley up there pretty soon, and he's a guy who's come in and done a nice job. You add Suter to, to it and really makes their bullpen right back up to where they want it to be. Eric Yardley was back with the team today, like physically with the team, not on the roster, but he was physically uh, here in Milwaukee. Uh, he has seemingly finished his rehab stint, so I would guess, uh, unless something unforeseen happens, I would guess that Yardley is going to be activated uh, prior to tomorrow's game. And you know, one of all the positions in baseball, I feel like the area that maybe is the most easy for a general manager or president of baseball operations to really augment is the bullpen. It always seems like every single year at the deadline there are multiple fairly high-level relievers out there. In fact, uh, I, I think they, they may be able to 
replicate the performances they were getting from a J.P. Fireis and Andrew Rasmus. And what made those guys valuable for the Tampa Bay Rays, in addition to their performance, was the years of club control that went on with them. But you can generally go out and find a veteran who's on like a one-year deal, and you can augment your, your bullpen in that way. So I would expect that the Brewers, as they go through the year, and if they do make moves, as they generally do, they're going to be able to find some guys who can pitch in some high-leverage situations. But yeah, Augie, you mentioned Eric Yardley, and uh, he had a really nice year last year. Now the question is, can he repeat what he was doing last year again this year? And you would think as soon as he's active, he's going to turn into one of those guys who's uh, a very, very important member of this bullpen. Yeah, he sure is. Uh, he had a great year last year. He came in the, the second half of the year, threw the ball very well, had a low ERA, was able to pitch multi-innings and pitch back-to-back days. And those are those guys that can come in the, in pitch like that and help you out and get outs when you need them and come into games on a day-to-day basis are de- definitely going to help you. But, you know, that's one thing that Chris Hook, Chris Hook talked about early in the season that, you know, all the pitchers that they had at spring training, they are probably going to use some of those pitchers throughout the year to see what they have. And, you know, it really started out well when you had Drew throwing the ball, well, JP throwing the ball well, really really made that bullpen this that much better. Now you make the trade to solidify your team and make it a little bit deeper. And now you've got to check out these other guys as see what they can do you know like they have a, they have Alec Bettinger up here and Weigel's up been up here a couple of times they're seeing what these guys can do and if they feel that they can they need to go out and get some more pitching I think the Brewers will do that but I, I think when you see Yarek Yarley come up and having Suter out there along with Boxberger and Perdomo I think that's going to set the stage at least for the near future on how this bullpen is going to work. Brewers come up with a 5-3 win against San Diego. When we come back, we will hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. He spoke just a little while ago. That's up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. And the pitch by Perdomo. That one hit him. And Cronenworth is on hit by a pitch. Brewers get the 5-3 win against San Diego. Once again, a fantastic performance from Brandon Woodruff. Seven innings, he gives up just three hits, eight strikeouts, no walks. He gets the win his third of the year, drops his ERA to 1.41, which is number one in all of Major League Baseball among the minimum qualifiers. Manager Craig Council spent some time talking with the media just a little while ago. Opened up his thoughts talking about uh, this fantastic, amazing, superb run that Woodruff is currently on. Yeah, I mean this this is brilliance, really. It's he's been he's been unbelievable, um, and he, he just he just gets in this mode, and it's um, he, it's like the blinders are on almost when he's out there, and he can't be distracted at all, and he, he's just makes pitch after pitch after pitch. Um, and, and he never really gives hitters any breathing room, you know, From he just flips, coming right just at him. We have your place to talk. And, um, you know, they've, they've tried to, they've tried to get him early. They've tried to sit on one pitch, but it's, it's, it's impressive what he's doing right now. Um, not, not easy to do. And, and we don't take it for granted. Craig, he's doing it with, you know, all of his games are nothing, nothing, one to nothing. Tonight was the outlier where, um, your guys had to be really happy to throw some some runs up for him. Yeah, I mean, you get a starter like Woody, it's some runs, it, it, it feels really good for sure. Um, and uh, it, it was good for him to be able to, you know, but, but 
he's done this, whatever the situation, that's kind of what I'm referring to with the blinders. It's just, he's got him on and it, it's, he's going up into attacking hitters and putting zeros up. Um, almost the, the, what we have in our score column is irrelevant to him. He's, he's got the blinders on and he's just making pitches nonstop. Craig, for, for all of the talk about uh, Wong's defense, when you signed him in rightfully so, uh, he just keeps getting big hits for you. And that one tonight, you know, he picked some guys up with that hit. Yeah, I mean, I it was a big, it was a huge hit. I mean, you, we may had some great at bats, get bases loaded, and I thought I thought Louis had a good at bat too. He just, you know, he, he laid off some pitches and took a borderline three zero pitch, and then you know, Snell's, you know, just made a pretty pretty good pitch three one. Um, obviously, having the pitcher spot up there, you know, it's not great for rallies, but but it's a huge hit at that point, and it. Um, Gave us some breathing room and kind of was it was a little bit of a knockout blow for for Snell. Craig, the Padres have won nine in a row. You got a guy like Woody, a guy like Burns. What's your confidence level when you line those two guys up at the start of a series? Yeah, I mean it, it's always good. Look at the the Padres are a really good team. They're a tough team to beat, as they showed in the ninth inning. That's what that's what really good teams do. They make it really hard to beat you, no matter what's going on. Um, so. You know, we know we have to earn wins. Um, you know, our, our our team right now is we got three starting pitchers that are just throwing the ball incredibly. Um, and uh, you know, when you get when you get to their turn, it's 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 a good feeling for sure. We got we got to keep playing good defense behind them, um, and you know, put runs on the board, uh, which is what we struggled with. Craig, after. Willie Adamas specifically made some really nice defensive plays. Just what, what has, um, I mean, it's been a couple games, but have you liked what you've seen from him so far? Yeah. I mean, Willie's, you know, reputation is earned. Um, and it's from being really solid out there. Um, and it's, it's, it's very evident watching him play. Um, you know, that, that play on the slow roller was, you know, I, I, just that there's a clock inside of a player that 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 play sh- shows. I think that he had that clock inside that he know he could make it in that way, which is a way that's most likely to convert it. At least, I mean, get the ball to first base, and he he knew he still had time. He didn't have to barehanded. He just didn't have to rush. Uh, he just had to make the play the way he knows he's going to complete it. And there's a that's a that's a skill um, to, to, for a shortstop and that's a skill for a defender. Um, that clock is a skill and um, you know, it's a play like that that shows you just, you have a lot of confidence when the ball's hit to him. Craig, when, when uh, you guys traded Fire Eisen and Rasmussen that you said, you know, we, that you had obviously created a hole that needed to be filled. Uh, is tonight evidence that maybe there's still a hole there uh, I don't think you had a ton of available choices there with that five-run lead, and you know, was not proven yet and didn't respond very well. You guys got to maybe shore up your bullpen a little bit. Well, we, we look, we made a trade. We got Willie Adamas. He he helped us score some runs tonight and and get to five. So you know, you know, there's that's that's how it works. We, you know, we got a we got a lead in the game. Um, Angel didn't have a good night. Um, he had, he's had some good nights. He had a good night in Cincinnati, um, to, to keep us, keep us in a game. So, um, he's going to get more opportunities. Um, not, I, I think so far we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. I'll take a five, nothing lead going in the ninth and we'll take our chances with who's out there.
I'm sure you wanted to get through without using Josh, though, right? He ended up throwing a lot of pitches. Yeah, let's not complain about winning a game. We're 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 doing we're doing all right. We won a game. It's a good win. Um, you know, Josh is going to have to pitch at the end of the games, and that's a tough team to beat. Hey, Craig. Speaking of that tough team to beat, they came in here on fire, and, and Woody, you know, really stopped them from getting anything going. It just shows you what a good pitcher can do against a good offense when he's on, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's, I, I believe they have the best record in baseball. Um, and it's, a, it's a very complete team. Um, but you know, I mean, what we've seen from Woody this year is, you know, he, he can, he's, he's more than equipped to handle any lineup. Um, and, and I'll, you'll, you're excited to put him against there against any lineup. So, um, it's, it's not the lineup for Woody. It's just him kind of attacking and, and doing his thing. Um, and if he keeps doing it, uh, there's going to be a bunch more like that. Magic Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. I love his line, let's not complain about winning a ball game. I may need to just grab that drop because at times we can get a little complainy. Is that a word? Complainy? Um, yeah, when, uh, when, when the Brewers win a game. Let's not complain about winning a game. Tr- wise words from uh, from the Brewer skipper, who, oh yeah, by the way, uh, he is now number two all-time in managerial wins in the Brewers organization. He jumps by Ned Yost with his 458th win. Up next, it's still going to take a little while. Phil Garner is at 563 wins. Should be noted, uh, Craig does it much quicker than uh than ned did ned had 502 losses to go along with his 457 wins uh craig with his 457 wins 435 losses so uh significantly faster to uh 457 and now 458 for brewers manager craig council how did it all go down we'll tell you next the highlight segment in just a moment brewers get the win over the padres 5-3 this is brewers extra innings on 94.5 espn Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. Brewers get the 5-3 win over the Padres pitching matchup. Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. The Padres would actually collect a couple hits in the top of the first inning. That arguably was their best inning against Woodruff. He was able to get out of it, stranding the two runners. Brewers would strike first. It would come in the bottom of the second inning. With uh, two outs, Willie Adamas forces a walk. That brings up Manny Pena. And the pitch. Manny sends one in the left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Manny Pena. He just hit one out of here in deepest left center and way out of here. Your hitters give you a lead. It's always important to put up a zero in that next half inning, and that is exactly what Woodruff does. Strikes out Blake Snell, strikes out Jerickson, no, excuse me, gets Jerickson Profar to fly out, and that brings up Tommy Pham. Two outs and nobody on the pitch. Swing and a miss. Blue 97 right past Tommy Pham for his third strikeout of the night. Brewers add to their lead in the bottom of the fourth inning. It all starts with Avisail Garcia. 2-1 pitch, and Garcia rips this one. A high drive, deep left, bye-bye baseball. My goodness, did Avi Garcia get into that one. 
Yeah, he did. That thing traveled. It traveled very, very far as it ends up going 456 feet as Garcia gets the leadoff home run there in the fourth. The inning certainly not over. Next hitter, Keston Hira. 3-1 to Hira, and Keston drives this one into center field. That's going to get down and three-hop the glove of Profar. Hira with a big turn at first, puts the brakes on. He'll be content with a single, but welcome back, Keston Hira. That gets a standing ovation. Yeah, really hard hit ball from Hira. That was good to see. A wild pitch would move him to second. Another walk to Willie Adamas puts runners on at first and second. And then Manny Pena walks, so that ends up loading the bases. Luis Arias comes to the plate. Has a pretty good at-bat, but he ends up popping out to uh, Eric Hosmer in foul territory. And then Brandon Woodruff strikes out swinging, and you have this feeling of the Brewers not coming through with runners in scoring position. But Colton Wong had something to say about that. And Wong, a ground ball into right field. It's a base hit. Hero will score. Adamas around third. Here comes the throw. It's cut off. It's a two-run single for Colton Wong. And that would end the day for Blake Snell. Pierce Johnson would come into the game. He would finish off the fourth. But the Brewers, with three runs in the fourth, they take a 5-0 lead. Another opportunity for Brandon Woodruff to put up a zero after his team puts up some runs. He absolutely does that in the top of the fifth inning, finishing the frame off against Brian O'Grady. Here it is. Swing and a miss. Strike him out. Inning over. Back-to-back strikeouts for Woodruff. is nothing on the Brewers radio network. Miguel Diaz would come on to pitch the fifth inning for the Padres. He would put up a zero in the fifth and sixth. All the while, Brandon Woodruff was continuing to roll along. That pitch count did start to inch its way up as he got into the seventh inning. He got Fernando Tatis Jr. to fly out. Eric Hosmer struck out. And then with his 100th pitch of the day, he faces off against Will Myers. The pitch to Myers. Swing and a miss. Got him with the slider. Seven shutout innings for Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, so 5-0 score. Brad Boxberger would put up a zero there in the eighth inning. In the bottom of the eighth, new pitcher for the Padres, Austin Adams. He throws a scoreless frame. So we go to the ninth inning with the Brewers leading by a 5-0 score. New pitcher is Angel Perdomo. First battery faces, Jerickson Profar. He ends up walking. Next hitter, Tommy Pham. Swinging and a drive to left, just what I was talking about. And that one is gone and way gone for Tommy Pham. Yeah, it was. So all of a sudden it is a 5-2 game. And then Jake Cronenworth is hit by a pitch. So the last thing that Craig Council probably wanted to do was use Josh Hader, but he's in a place where he needs to. Hader comes on, replacing Perdomo. A pass ball by Manny Pena allows Cronenworth to move to second with Fernando Tatis Jr. at the plate, and this is what Tatis does. Here he comes. Hey, struck him out. Swinging. And there's one away. Yeah, it's a big out with Tatis, the always dangerous Tatis there. Eric Hosmer then is the next hitter. Here he comes again. Swinging and a liner into the gap in left center, and it's going to get off the wall. Another run's going to score. Hosmer in the second base with a double. It's 5-3 now. Will Myers then walks, and things are getting that much more interesting, but Austin Nola would pop out to Keston Hira for the second out, and that would bring up Hassam Ken. 
swinging liner to the gap in left center, and it is going to be caught by Jackie Bradley Jr., and this one is over. Brewers get the win 5-3 with the W. The Brewers get back above 500 at 24 and 23. The Padres they drop to 30 and 18, winning totals for the crew. Five runs, six hits, no errors. They leave five for San Diego. Three runs, five hits, no errors. They also leave five. Winning pitcher Brandon Woodruff he is three and two. Blake Snell takes the loss. He drops to one and one. Josh Hader the save his 11th of the year. Home runs Manny Pena hitting his fourth of ECI. Garcia hitting his eighth. Tommy Pham hits his second of the year for the Padres. Game lasting three hours and 12 minutes played in front of a crowd of 14,524 folks at American Family Field. Brewers get the win 5-3. When we return, we'll give you some scores from around baseball and we'll preview game two of this series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. 5-3 Brewers get the win over the Padres in game one of this four-game series. The Brewers do clinch the season series from San Diego after they swept a three-game series in San Diego early this year. Uh, the only other game this evening involving a team from the National League Central, the Cardinals played the White Sox in Chicago, and the White Sox come away with a 5-1 win. First time that Tony Larusa in his managerial career had ever managed against the Cardinals early on in his career with the White Sox the first time in the A's. They never played the Cardinals, and then obviously he was with the Cardinals forever, and uh, now interleague play around as he uh, manages the White Sox. So the Cardinals becoming the final team for uh, Tony Larusa to manage against, and it was a former Cardinals pitcher in Lance Lynn who went seven innings giving up one run on three hits. He flirted with a no-hitter for a little while, defeating the Cardinals as St. Louis drops to 26-21. and 21. As we uh, take a look at the standings right now uh, in the NL Central, as things continue to bunch up, good night for the Brewers in the sense that they're able to pick up some ground on St. Louis. Cardinals do remain in first place in the division. They have a game-and-a-half lead on the Idle Cubs, who will begin a series against the Pirates tomorrow. The Brewers then two games back at first place St. Louis, just a half game back of second place Chicago. The Reds five back, and then the Pirates are seven-and-a-half back. None of the Brewers' minor league affiliates were in action today. Brewers tomorrow, they are going to play game two of this four-game set. The uh, one-two punch that stands with just about any one-two punch in all of Major League Baseball. The Brewers getting the second part of it as Corbin Burns will be on the mound. Right-hander comes in with a 2-3 and three record, a 1.79 ERA. For the Padres, it's going to be Joe Musgrove, a guy who threw a no-hitter earlier this year. He's 4-4 four and four with a 2.47 ERA. We're back on WTMJ coming up tomorrow. A 6.41st pitch. That means coverage will begin at 6.05. And then myself and Jerry Augustine will be with you following the game tomorrow night uh, on WTMJ. Once again, Brewers get the win over the Padres 5-3. We'll talk to you tomorrow back on WTMJ.